We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep breath. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find all of my work on DallasBasketball.com. My written work, you can find all of my other Mavs content on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. And uh, you can find the podcast anywhere you download your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Be sure to subscribe anywhere you know, you listen to your podcast. Uh, we've we've gained a lot of traction on YouTube over the last year. I'm very proud of that. Um, I'm trying to, you know, get it to a point where, you know, we can raise the level of, of the YouTube content. Uh, and that starts with, you know, me and my, uh, my home studio that's still a work in progress. So, uh, once that happens, uh, I think we're going to be able to take this stuff up a notch, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So, thank you to all of you who have helped, you know, grow this uh, from the ground up, uh, despite me having to, uh, you know, record in random places, including my, uh, you know, my my truck after work sometimes or <laughs> or late night. Uh, so. 
Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Be sure to go uh, subscribe in all those places. Leave us comments uh, under our, our YouTube videos. I like seeing all of your takes on the Mavs and, you know, stuff that I bring up. I like to hear what you think about it. So uh, be sure to leave comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, give us a, a subscription there. And then uh, on Apple Podcasts, if you don't mind going over there, taking a few seconds and leaving a review uh, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, if you do go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, if you'll put your social media app, uh, either Twitter or Instagram or where, wherever you want to put, just put some kind of social media contact to where, you know, you'll be automatically entered uh, into future giveaways, whether that's tickets or, you know, we've given away jerseys before, T-shirts, you know, stuff of that nature. So, if you want to be entered into that, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and uh, and yeah, that'll in- enter you for a chance for future giveaways. And it stays that way. You know, once you leave that review on there, you're entered into all future giveaways uh, because we select at random from all those. So be sure to go do that. Y'all, the Mavs are streaking going into the All-Star break. They have. Uh, they have gotten to nine games over 500, which is a season best. They're at six consecutive wins, which is a season best. Uh, they're the hottest team in the West because the Golden State Warriors lost to the Clippers last night. Uh, and they also were going into that game on a five-game win streak. They lost. Mavs won. So the Mavs have the best win streak in the West going into the All-Star break, and they are tied with the Celtics for having the longest win streak in the league going into the break. Uh, They are playing excellent basketball. Um, Well, (laughs) they're playing excellent basketball after the first quarter of these games because, you know, they got off to a sluggish start against the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday night at American Airlines Center. You know, I I, I, I deleted this. I, I tweeted before the game that um, that I expected the Mavs to come out with more energy than they did against the Washington Wizards because I felt like, you know, they kind of got away with one and uh, they didn't have the – they didn't have the attention to detail that they needed to start that game. And so I thought, well, surely – they'll come back in this one and they'll be more focused and they'll get out to a better start. And this won't, this won't be a contest. This will be a blowout. So I tweeted something to that effect and the maps come out and they go down. I think they were down like 26 to 13 at one point or something or something like that. And I said, you know what? I'm just not even, I'm not even going to take the blame for, for jinxing this. I just, <laughs> I deleted it. I don't care. Uh, and sure enough, uh, after losing the first quarter, thirty-two to twenty-five to the Spurs, the Mavs turned it on, and they won every single uh, quarter. Well, they won the next two quarters, and then they tied in the fourth quarter because they, the Spurs, you know, um, it was so out of hand that the Mavs put all their bench guys in there, and the Spurs made up a little bit of ground, but. Ultimately, the Mavs won one sixteen to ninety three. They're three and zero against the Spurs this year. Now, Victor Wembanyama 
started out on fire. He was absolutely just scorching in that first quarter. Uh, he is an alien. He was hitting threes. He was doing stuff around the rim that normal human beings shouldn't be able to do. Uh, he looked like a problem, and he is a problem. Uh, <laughs> when, when, you know, I talked about it with my guy, uh, uh, Drew Johnson, on one of our recent episodes that, you know, once he, once he add, adds some weight and if the Spurs can put some, you know, some decent pieces around him, it's going to be bad. It's going to be, I mean, it, it's crazy. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what else to say about it, honestly. He's just, he's that guy. He is good. Now, with all that being said, and he ended the night with 26 points, shot 10 of 21, um, had nine rebounds, five assists, three blocks, and a steal. Uh, now, with all that being said, Derek Lively returned to action for the first time in seven games due to his broken nose. Uh, to come, He came back from this one. Now, he didn't start. Daniel Gafford got the start. Um it wasn't Gafford's best game. You know, he, he was coming off of two uh, really stellar, you know, uh, points, rebounds, performance. Now, he still had a double-double. Gafford ended up with 10 points, ended up with 10 rebounds, two assists, shot five of seven overall in 20, uh, 23 minutes. And uh, he did have a block, and he was a plus two on the night. So, I mean, it, it's not overall he wasn't a negative, but – you know, he wasn't guarding uh, Victor Wimbanyama the same way that uh, uh, Derek Lively was. Derek Lively came back, and he finished with, and off the bench in 17 minutes, Lively finished with eight points, five rebounds, four blocks. And, y'all, let me tell you, I know what the box score says. I know, I know the stat sheet says four blocks, but he altered more than 10 shots last night. You know, just, just with his length around the basket, you know, he may not have technically got a piece of the ball on a lot of those, but at least there were, there were 10 shots that he altered. He completely changed the Mavs' defensive strategy, you know, when it, when it came to the, the Spurs' scoring points it, it completely changed after lively came in uh and just to kind of give you an example of that so lively didn't check in until the 450 mark in the first quarter right and the Mavs were down 14 at that point and by the time he checked out which was at the start of the second quarter the Mavs had cut that deficit to seven and then he checked back in uh, at the 6.35 mark of the second quarter, and the Mavs were down 10. And then by the time halftime was there, uh, the Mavs were uh, up by five. <laughs> so uh, two massive swings in the game that can almost directly be attributed to Derek Lively coming into the game. So, uh, And he was also a, a team-high uh, plus 27 in his 17 minutes just just crazy crazy production from the rookie you know and we had this conversation about well you know does Daniel Gafford start going forward does Derek Lively start going forward 
all in all, I don't think it matters because both guys are going to be playing the same amount of minutes regardless. But I do think that Lively is still your starter, even though he doesn't have the experience Gafford does. Uh, and, you know, we saw it in that OKC game. Gafford did just fine coming off the bench. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Lively's taller, longer. Uh, he doesn't have the muscle that, that Gafford has right now. Uh, but he he's very his instincts are off the charts and his maturity is off the charts and he's been a key piece for this team all season and I just don't think you you go away from him as the starter just because you got a guy that's that's more of a veteran so uh, if I was kid I would keep starting lively I would bring Gafford off the bench uh, and I would keep starting PJ Washington too and we'll get into talking about him now a little bit as well because. You know, offensively, he hasn't clicked yet, and that's fine. That's 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 gonna come. I mean, he's not gonna continue to shoot two of twelve from deep. That's that's not gonna. <laughs> he he's a much better shooter than that. Even that, for you know, this season for Charlotte, he shot like 33 percent from three. Like, even that would be a huge uptick from what he's done so far in these first three games with the Mavs, and it's going to go up, no doubt. And when it does, it's going to start getting a little scary for other teams because he has already become a very productive uh, player for the Mavs, even though his shot hasn't been falling yet. Uh, in 28 minutes, he only had three points, six rebounds, uh, two assists and one block against the Spurs, but he was a plus 19 and he played great defense and especially on Wimby. You know, Kid decided to put um, PJ Washington on Wimby and he ended up, he ended up having uh, several stops against him. Like he was just. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We People wondered, like, what kind of player would P.J. Washington be on the defensive end of the floor? Because you look at the team he came from, Charlotte, who's, an, you know, they're awful Awful, awful defensive team. But individually, he has proven so far that he can hold his own. And, I mean, no player is perfect. We're not out here saying he's all defensive first team. But, I mean, he is he is a good defender. In his first three games, when he is on the floor, 
the Mavs have an offensive rating of 114.9 and a defensive rating of 89.1. So a 25.8 net rating when P.J. Washington is on the floor. That is incredible. And again, you know, that's without his shot falling, and it will eventually fall. We know he has a, a good floater game. We know he can get to the rim. He can catch lobs. Uh, but that three-point shot, when it starts falling, that's going to be the real game changer. He's already been a game changer. Um, very important player already. But when that three-point shot starts to fall, then that's when things are going to get very interesting uh, for the Mavs. And they're already pretty interesting. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to see, you know, what happens with, with P.J. Washington uh, over the, the remainder of this season. Because right now, it feels like one of those situations like with the Denver Nuggets getting uh, Aaron Gordon. And, you know, they, they got Aaron Gordon from the uh, Orlando Magic. And Gordon immediately became a vital piece for them that grew. And they eventually won a championship. And right now it feels like P.J. Washington is that same style of piece, you know, uh, coming from a team that's not very good uh, and put him in a winning situation around stars and he, you know, excel and then you work toward a championship. So, you know, that's, that's my, that's my take there. That's what I see as a similarity. I think, that it's like a Aaron Gordon with the Nuggets situation with P.J. Washington. And I think P.J. Washington uh, could be better as far as when it comes to three-point shooting, when that eventually comes around. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it pans out for him. But love everything I've seen out of P.J. Washington. There's people out there that have, you know, kind of poured it on him a little bit on social media. Not a lot. I'm not saying everybody's doing it. But I've seen some things where – you know, people have been negative about it, saying, "Oh, you know, look what Grant Williams is doing in in Charlotte, and they're they're three and zero since the trade too." And you know, Grant Williams is is shooting the ball better. I don't care. I don't care what Grant Williams is doing for the Charlotte Hornets against teams that are playing terrible defense right now. I mean, I I don't care, <laughs> and I get it. I get it. The Spurs and the Wizards aren't quality opponents either. But, you know, the first team they played was. It was the second seed Oklahoma City Thunder, and it's been consistent results for all of these games from Washington except for the, the three-point shooting. So, you know, I just – I could care less what Grant Williams does in Charlotte because, you know what, he didn't do it in Dallas, and the Mavs needed him to. They needed him to do it in Dallas. He didn't do it in Dallas. It wasn't just a, you know, a couple game cold streak type of thing. It was like the last 35. It was every it was every game, almost every game since that 10-game start to the season that Grant Williams was shooting like under 40% over around 30% from three. He just didn't have it. So if he has it for Charlotte now, more power to him. But it wasn't happening in Dallas, and they were hurting because of it. And now they've got P.J. Washington, and they got Daniel Gap. They have a more versatile, athletic, bigger rotation. 
more offensive versatility, more defensive versatility. The vibes are better. So I don't care. I don't care what Grant Williams is doing. Is doing more power to him. Good luck to him. Good luck to Seth Curry. You know, uh, you know. <laughs> good luck to Rashawn Holmes in Washington, and good luck to those first round picks that probably aren't going to be, you know, very very good picks any either. So, <laughs> good luck to all of them. I don't care. The Mavs are streaking. Uh, they're going to try to go for seven in a row over the Phoenix Suns on the opposite side of the All-Star break, and that's going to be a huge game because the Mavs are a half game behind the Suns in the standings uh, for that fifth spot in the West. And, you know, they have the tiebreaker. They don't have the tiebreaker with the Pelicans. They're tied 2-2, so, you know, it'll go beyond that head-to-head to determine that tiebreaker with them, but – uh, they have a chance to win the tiebreaker with Phoenix. They already have the tiebreaker between the Lakers, and um, they have a chance to get the tiebreaker to win the tiebreaker against the Warriors, who have been surging here lately. They play them a couple times, or three times down the stretch, uh, and then the Kings. Uh, they're they've lost their first matchup against the Kings, but they have two matchups coming against them in March, where they can secure the tiebreaker there too. That's a team they've been going neck and neck with. So the Mavs, I know everybody's looking at the standings and they're saying, man, everybody in the West, they just won't lose. You know, we're winning and we've won seven of ten, but every other team in the in the Western Conference standings has won seven of ten too. Like, when will these teams lose? Uh, just look, the Mavs, if they take care of their own business, we don't even we don't have to worry about any of that. You know, it'll work out the way it should. The Mavs need to just focus on winning. Winning the games that are in front of them, and then everything else will work out the way it needs to because they play some of these teams that they need to lose games. So that's the ones that you really need to focus on. And then, you know, obviously some of these other teams will play some of the other teams that we, you know, are saying, oh, we want them to lose. So it's going to work out. So just – uh just keep that in mind as the, the rest of this season unfolds. I know right now it seems like, oh, the West is just never going to lose another game again, but uh, these teams eventually match up against each other, and it's inevitable that you know some of them are going to lose. And the Mavs are hot, and they've won three straight games. They've won six straight games overall, but they've won three straight games since the trade deadline. And it hasn't been perfect you know, getting these guys integrated, especially since – uh, Gafford and, and Washington became starters these last two games. It's been kind of, you know, the rotations have been kind of wonky. And um, there's some questions about Tim Hardaway Jr., who, you know, he's not responsible for the slow starts the Mavs get off to in the first quarter. But, you know, he's he's not part of the, the comeback effort either <laughs> when, when, when he comes into these games. And then when Jason Kidd eventually decides to sit him, uh, for an extended period of time in the middle of the game. That seems to be when the Mavs go on these runs, uh, these big runs, big swings to put the game out of out of touch. And, uh, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. It was interesting to see Kidd bring Dwight Powell off the bench for Gafford first uh, instead of Lively. Now, he did say before the game that Lively was on a minutes restriction coming back for the first time in seven games because of that broken nose. So maybe that was the only thing 
you know, just to buy uh, Lively a little bit more time and so he could play more uh, – where he could play deeper into the game uh, without having to exceed that minute restriction. So maybe that's what that was. I'm not going to – I'm not going to get too upset about that, but I do think the Tim Hardaway Jr. thing is something that uh, we have to keep an eye on for the rest of the season because we can't, you know, you, you can't have games just get avalanched by keeping him in. If he misses a couple shots in a row uh, and, you know, we know his defense isn't good. Uh, so, I mean, if, if he's missing a couple shots in a row and uh, he's not even looking to make the next pass, you got to bench him and, you know, try again later. <laughs> you got to try it in smaller spurts with uh, with Tim Hardaway Jr. So, uh, before we take off here, I do want to talk briefly about uh, Luka and Kyrie. Luka Doncic ended up with 27 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and a block. He was a plus 25. Uh, he was right there with Lively, who was a plus 27. Uh, he shot – Doncic shot 11 of 20 overall, only one of eight from three. Um, and then he had five turnovers. He started the game kind of sloppy. Honestly, Luka was, you know, a pretty good reason for why the Mavs started off in the hole the way they did. Now, I get it to an extent. It's the first game before the All-Star break. You're thinking about going there and doing your thing at All-Star weekend and then – having some time to go to Cancun or go back home to Slovenia. You know, I don't know what his plans are, but, I mean, I get it. You're about to have an extended break. It's kind of like the last day of school before you get off for the summer. <laughs> so I get it to an extent. I mean, he, he he probably had some other stuff on his mind. But to his credit, you know, he did uh, snap out of it and ended up with a, a pretty decent stat line, and he was a, an incredible – had an incredible impact on the game along with Lively. And then uh, Kyrie Irving was, you know, we've gotten all the way into this pod and we haven't talked about Kyrie Irving and he was the best player in this game. You know, he, <laughs> for 33 minutes, he was the best player in this game from start to finish. There was no slow start for Kyrie. There was no sluggishness. There wasn't no, there was no having to break out of something. He was on from the tip. And he, oh, pause. Uh, sorry, uh, but he was <laughs> he was on fire, um, and he ended up with thirty four points on fifteen of twenty two shooting overall, four of nine from three, and he had uh, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals, one block, and only one turnover. So a near triple double. Uh, almost double, triple doubles for Luca and Kyrie on this night. But Kyrie was incredible. It was a, uh, as Greg Popovich put it after the game, it was uh, it was going up against two Hall of Fame players, and there was nothing they could do about it. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and you know, you'll see if you go to my Twitter page and you can go to DallasBasketball.com. I wrote a little short piece on it as it happened. Uh, but in the third quarter. Uh, Kyrie was in the corner, and Victor Wimbanyama was on him. He drove past Victor Wimbanyama down the baseline into the paint, twirled around, and flipped in a, a layup over the outstretched arm 
And, and Wimanyama is 7'5", and his wingspan is massive. He's an alien. And Kyrie got a layup to go in over Wimbanyama. It was unbelievable. You got to, if you haven't seen it already, I mean, you probably have if you're on Mavs Twitter, but you know, if you haven't, you got to go see it. Go to my Twitter page, go to the media part, look at, uh, I posted a video there, uh, and you can find it on DallasBasketball.com as well. But it's just crazy stuff from Kyrie Irving. He, um, he really, Put on a show, and in his post-game interview uh, on Valley Sports Southwest, he was uh, he was joking with about Wimbenyama. Oh, well, he wasn't joking, but he he was having fun with it. He said, "Yeah, big fella just came over to me after the game and and told me it was a lucky shot." <laughs> so uh, just uh, crazy. So even Luca shared the video on his uh, Instagram story and and was just like, "This is not normal," and it's not. It's something only Kyrie Irving can do, but. Uh, good stuff for the Mavs. You know, it hasn't been seamless. It hasn't been easy at times, you know, these last couple of games. But like I said before, wins are wins. These are the games you got to have. And they ended up getting them. This one wasn't nearly as close as uh, that Washington Wizards game was down the, the stretch on uh, Monday. But the Mavs are streaking. They've won six in a row. Uh, they're, they're seventh in the West. And they are only a half a game out from being in fifth place. And then, you know, coming out of the gates, if you beat Phoenix, then you start looking at, you know, some higher spots there and thinking, okay, well, who in the top four could potentially slip over these last, you know, 20-plus games? So it'll be interesting to see the, the Western Conference race as we get down, you know, toward the end of this season. So, guys, I appreciate y'all joining me. Please be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hit that button on YouTube. Leave me your comments in the video. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave the uh, comments in the video below. Uh, and let me know what you think about, you know, where the Mavs are right now. What do you think about P.J. Washington's defense? you think this is sustainable? I mean, because my eyes tell me it, it looks like it's sustainable. It looks like he's a pretty solid <laughs> defender. Now, again, he's not perfect, but I think uh, I think this is something that the Mavs have a uh, a recipe for success to follow for the rest of this season. Uh, so let me know. I want to hear from you guys. And, again, if you want to be entered for future giveaways, go uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well and put your social media at. So. Appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time. We'll we'll probably come on here to um, to talk a little bit about All Star stuff. You know, Luca doesn't really like to show out as much as as many of you know. <laughs> get, get ready for that four point two rebound, five assist stat line in the All Star game or something like that. Might play ten minutes max. So we'll we'll see how it goes for Luca, but he doesn't really put, like to put on a show. Uh, like some of the other guys do, but we we might come on here and talk about it. Derek Lively's in the Rising Stars Challenge, so you know there's something else that we can look forward to uh, over this weekend. So, y'all, I appreciate it, and I will see you next time. Have a good one.